Welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Every week we go deep into enemy territory, play party games, gruesomely murder the enemy, and try not to blow our cover when we order drinks. <laughs> All this in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Well, it looks like Dunkirk is out this week, so we're taking as our inspiration another World War II epic, Inglorious Bastards. Yes, with that in mind, we've got some well, glorious bastards on the docket this week. Some of the biggest names are set to report their quarterly results this week, and this includes three out of the four so-called FANG companies on tap this week. Results from Facebook, Amazon, and the parent company of Google. Get it? F-A-N-G? No, never mind. We'll take a deep dive into those results, including a look at their early bird co-fanger, Netflix. Aha, the missing piece of the FANG puzzle there. The streaming movie company announced its results last week and said high expectations for the rest of the heavy hitters. Beyond the earnings reports, though, we'll check in on some economic news. A pretty boring Fed meeting is set for this week, although that's pretty redundant, right? Uh, not much is expected, but we'll take a look at what to expect from the central bank anyway for the rest of the year. Meanwhile, we'll get our first reading of economic growth for the second quarter. We'll outline just how the economy has looked so far this year and see just how it's affecting expectations. And as always, we like to peek into the more uh, secreted rooms of Wall Street's theater. This week, we've got a hedge fund that went from $2 billion to essentially nothing. We'll let you know what the bad bet was. We'll also tell you about a startup that holds your parking spot for you. We've got a man stuck inside an ATM and a criminal horse meat ring in Europe. And if that wasn't enough, we've got an explanation on why you don't see many millennial men around the office. Just a little hint, it might have something to do with Call of Duty. Yes, this is the Business is a Boomin' episode of Offbeat Wall Street. You probably heard we ain't in the prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin, business is a boomin'. <laughs> oh, yeah. That leaves two ways we can play this out. I need to know about Germans hiding in trees. And you need to tell me. And you need to tell me right now. I respectfully refuse, sir. <laughs> Actually, we're all tickled to hear you say that. Quite frankly, watching Donnie beat Nazis to death is as close as we ever get to going to the movies. Donnie! Yeah! Guy's German here wants to die for country. Oblige him. Well, it's a tech-heavy week in corporate earnings. Four of the sector's most high-profile players are set to report. Now, we've got three of the four FANG companies due out this week. Facebook, Amazon, and Google's parent company. They're, they're called Alphabet. I guess that's like FANG. Eh, that didn't really fit the acronym. Well, we've also got results due out from Twitter. That doesn't really fit the act. Tang? Never mind. That's what astronauts drink. Twitter's results are always an interesting read, though. Uh, the company is almost a communications utility at this point, not to mention the uh, de facto White House News Dissemination Service. But despite providing one of the more culturally significant services in the world, Twitter continues to have trouble posting a profit. Yes, no fake news here. Last time around, the company posted quarterly losses of nearly $62 million. The company attributed that to a number of special items. <laughs> sure, blame everybody else. Stripping those out, though, it posted an adjusted profit of $82 million, and that came in well above of expectations. However, revenues were down for the quarter, falling around 8% compared to the previous year. Well, this time around, though, the company is expected to post another adjusted profit, although the figure is projected to fall compared to last year. The revenue declines are projected to continue, though. Experts are projecting an 11% slide compared to last year, with the top line falling to under $536 million. All right, moving on to the Fang Brothers. They, they are the four dominant tech companies, namely Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Netflix was the first of the group to report. It was a highlight of last week with its stock popping to new highs in the wake of its quarterly report. 
Headline results of the streaming movie service were actually pretty tame, though. Revenues were better than expected, but the company's profit came in a little below what analysts were predicting. However, Wall Street fell in love with Netflix's subscriber numbers. Investors have been dreading the day when Netflix fully saturates the market. Therefore, Wall Street opens every quarterly report from the company like it was the results of an STD test. That's just nasty. (laughs) But so far, Netflix has uh, managed to keep expanding its user base. Overseas expansion has been the main bright spot, but the company has managed to add subscribers in the U.S. as well. And this even despite already being the biggest player in a quickly maturing space. Last quarter, Netflix added 5.2 million subscribers across the world, and that was about 2 million more than was expected. And that brought its overall total to nearly 104 million. Now, those additions included about 4.1 million new customers overseas and another 1.1 million here in the good old U.S. of A. For this quarter, the company is projecting another 4.4 million additions, with most of those coming from overseas. Netflix projects less than a million net new customer additions in the U.S. for the quarter. The subscriber numbers prompted a substantial rally in shares of Netflix. This, in turn, set the stage for high expectations for the FANG stocks as a whole. All right, cut to this week when results from Facebook, Amazon, and Google are all due out. All three are projected to see substantial revenue growth. Over at Facebook, the top line is expected to rise more than 40% compared to last year. Profits are seen as being higher as well. Meanwhile, Amazon's profit is expected to fall from last year. However, revenue growth is also projected to be very strong. The top line is expected to rise more than 20%. Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, is also expected to see a dip in its quarterly profits compared to last year. Revenue growth is projected to be about 19%. All right, beyond the tech giants, a number of large companies are set to release their results this week as well. Car companies will be well represented as GM, Ford, and Chrysler Fiat are all on the docket. Also on tap, Starbucks, Mattel, Verizon, and Coca-Cola. Well, if this is it, old boy, I hope you don't mind if I go out speaking to kings. By all means, Captain. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Seeing as I may be rapping on the door momentarily. I must say, damn good stuff, sir. Well, even though earnings is in focus this week, that doesn't mean that that's the only thing happening on Wall Street. The Federal Reserve is set to announce its latest interest rate decision as well. I'm sorry, did you say something? Meanwhile, there's a number of other noteworthy economic reports due out, and this includes a couple of key data points from the housing sector. That also includes a first look at economic growth for the second quarter. First, the Fed. uh, I'm sorry, did you say something? The central bank has been at the center of speculation for much of the year. This time around, though, there's almost no suspense. The Fed is almost universally expected to leave interest rates unchanged. The CME's FedWatch tool putting the chances of a rate hike at just over 3%. Now, this is based on trading in Fed fund futures, so it gives a good look at what traders are thinking. In fact, the Fed's expected to go on a fairly long vacation. The central bank has raised rates twice so far this year, including an increase in June. But since then, the Fed has signaled that it will slow down its increases. Rates are currently expected to hold steady into the December meeting, and that event is about a 50-50 split. 
Even looking as far ahead as May 2018, the FedWatch tool has a nearly 35% chance that rates will be at the same level that they are right now. Part of the reason the Fed has turned more dovish comes from signs of sluggish economic growth. And we'll see this week if that trend continues. This says the government set to release its first estimate of economic growth for the second quarter. Last month, the Commerce Department released its final reckoning of first quarter GDP. The figure came in at an anemic growth rate of 1.4%. Even this was an improvement compared to previous estimates, though. The stat originally came in at 7 tenths of 1% before being upwardly revised twice. In the fourth quarter last year, the economy grew 2.1%, and that was down from the 3.5% pace of growth seen in the third quarter. Along with the general economic news, some additional reports are due out about one of the key sectors in recent months, namely the housing sector. Two notable reports are due out about housing. One will give an update on sales of previously owned homes, a stat known as existing home sales. The second will detail sales of newly built homes. Both figures rose last month and bounced back from declines in the previous month. Existing home sales ticked up 1.1% in May, and that's according to a report released last month by the National Association of Realtors. And meanwhile, government data showed a 2.9% increase in May. Sound good? Yes, sir! That's what I like to hear. But I got a word of warning for all you would-be warriors. When you join my command, you take on debit. A debit you owe me, personally. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps. And all y'all will get me 100 Nazi scalps, taken from the heads of 100 dead Nazis. Or you will die trying. All right, time for my favorite part of the show. As you know, each week we like to wander off the beaten path a little bit, take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for our quick hits. Well, let's start with a little blood on the street, shall we? A hedge fund that was previously valued at more than $2 billion has essentially gone bust. The oil-centered fund made its money during the oil boom, but it's now worth essentially nothing. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. The paper said the fund borrowed heavily to buy oil and gas wells before the plunge in energy prices. That fund is managed by Enervest Limited, which is a Houston-based private equity firm that focuses on energy investments. As the company started to invest in the fund in 2013, crude oil was trading at more than double the current price of about $45 a barrel. Well, hindsight's always 2020. Let's take a quick step from gas to cars. Are you tired of driving around in circles looking for a parking? Well, here's a look at a hot startup that has been raising some cash. It's called Spot Hero. They're a parking spot reservation company. Based out of Chicago, they've recently raised $30 million in Series C rounds of funding, whatever that is, and that it plans to use it for new product developments and market share growth. Spot Hero partners with parking companies to provide off-street parking reservations through its free mobile app. This gives people a way to guarantee a spot in advance. Hmm, how about offbeat off-street parking? Maybe we could do a little partnership there. Eh? Eh, just never mind. And another hazard of city life. A man in Corpus Christi, Texas, got himself trapped in an ATM machine. Yeah, he eventually got himself out by writing notes and distributing them through the machine when people came to get cash. According to local media reports, the man was a contractor who entered a room behind the ATM to repair an electronic lock, but he got trapped inside. He had left his mobile phone in his truck. He wrote several help-me notes with his boss's phone number requesting the ATM customer to call him. He was trapped for almost two hours before police finally entered the room by breaking down the door. So the French connection was for heroin. The Madrid connection must be for horse meat? Uh, Not the best transition there, but hey, 
It works. The European police agency Europol said last week that 66 people were arrested for being part of an organized crime group that traded in horse meats that were unfit for human consumption. <laughs> All but one of the arrests took place in Spain, although the horse meat ring had connections in Belgium, France, Italy, Portugal, Romania, Switzerland, and even the United Kingdom. The main suspect in the scandal was a Dutch businessman who was arrested in Belgium. Now, the accused face a wide variety of charges, including animal abuse, document forgery, perverting the course of justice, crimes against public health, money laundering, and being part of a criminal organization. And finally, video games are starting to put a damper on the economy. A new study out shows that gaming has become so addictive that it's keeping a measurable number of young American men from working. The study found that men between the ages of 21 and 30 have shown a larger decline in work hours over the last 15 years than older men or women. Specifically, the amount of work done by young men has fallen 203 hours per year, or 12%, from their peak in 2000 to 2015. For older men aged 31 to 55, the fallen hours worked was 163 hours per year, or 8% over the same period. The study concluded that the reason behind the larger decline for young men is their use of video gaming and other recreational computer activities. So if you can't get your son or boyfriend off the couch and out to work, that's a genuine economic phenomenon. If you want to win the war tonight, we have to make a deal. What kind of deal? The kind you wouldn't have the authority to make. However, I'm sure this mission of yours has a commanding officer. A general. Mm, I'm betting for... OSS would be my guess. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Well, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, please go to iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show. Good ratings help others discover it. It is very helpful. Make sure to let all of your friends know. Check out our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet. ST like you see on the street signs. And, of course, a big thanks to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for heaping all these fine words and co-production onto the podcast, even though it might stink just a little bit. A special thanks to our good friends at RTT News for providing up-to-date news and stats used on the show. For information on the markets, check them out, rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, as you know, we always like to give a little bit of advice. This week, it's for the world of tech VC. You know, there's been a lot of scandals lately, people pushing the boundaries of what's appropriate at work. So cut down on the vulgar talk and the harassment, but just leave some time for a respectable post-work drink, will you? Drink. If you offered me a scotch and plain water, I could drink a scotch and plain water. That a boy, Lieutenant. Make it yourself like a good chap, will you? Have a great week, everybody.